welcome to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we are queer to answer your questions. My name is Cheyenne. And I'm Gina. And class is now in session. This one is about getting back out there after a breakup, something that can be really hard to do. We actually talked about this a little bit with a recent guest of ours, Clara Olshansky. If you want to go back and listen to that episode, um, they just went through a breakup and we talked about getting on the apps, getting back out there, what to talk about not to talk about on dates all that stuff we also have a past episode with a queer dating coach named Kita Adams uh, I think mm-hmm. that would help you a lot if you are scared about getting back out there because it can definitely be daunting yeah it's cuffing season y'all you gotta get your new <laughs> boo thang even if the last boo thang didn't quite work out so <laughs> what's the longest you've been single like between relationships I think I had a two year span where I was technically single, but Mm -hmm. I'll be honest. And I think this is partially because I'm a Libra. I always have somebody that I'm doing something with, even if it's casually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hardly ever without a lover of some kind. Um, I, so like, even, even when I was single, I had like a roster still, you know, a little Rolodex of peeps I could hit up. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I am kind of similar. Like, I think maybe the longest I was technically single was like two years with like little like short one, two month relationships in there. Yeah, I don't know. The longest I've been celibate is six months. (laughs) I know that for a fact, but I I have no idea. I have no clue. (laughs) I I I have no idea. (laughs) What's your like post breakup style? Like, do you typically need time to grieve or you like get right back out there? Like what's a typical post breakup Cheyenne look like? Okay. Well, just prefacing that I named myself hot mespian for a reason. Um, (laughs) I don't usually grieve to be fair. Like the past relationships I've been in were either like on and off or like I was already like emotionally out of them before it actually ended. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty easy for me to move on. But I also do think like I had use that as like a coping thing in the past like I didn't want to be alone and you know just want to get back out there and talk to people and try and meet someone new or just like go on dates at least um but like I've definitely had like harder breakups where I had to like take a day or two and just like cry all day and then 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 get back on the apps after that (laughs) after that day right (laughs) what are are you the same I feel like you are I very much I'm a big fan of like a rebound. I'm very much the person who's like, oh, the best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody else. Like I I always feel like my mind it's, I don't know if it's like an attention span retention thing, but my, my process after a breakup is like, okay, you've all these images of this person fresh in your mind, go fill them up with new images. Like you need to get new things covering it up. So I usually go right back out, but there were two times I couldn't necessarily just go, you know, the next day and like mm-hmm. sleep with a rando. And that was during COVID Ooh, during yeah. number one, which I was like, I don't know how to have a breakup during COVID. I can't use any of my typical coping ne- mechanisms. Like what is mm-hmm. going on? And then with my toxic ex, I felt if I hooked up with somebody too soon, something bad was going to happen mm. because he was unstable. Uh, I was like, God forbid he finds out I hooked up with somebody like I just... I didn't know what he was capable of. Mm -hmm. And after that point, I was like, so we're not talking anymore because I actually want to focus on moving on. Mm -hmm. I guess that's my whole thing is like, it's a move on. Like, I'm like, we Mm -hmm. broke up. 
I do mourn though. Like I don't want anyone thinking like every time I have a breakup, I definitely like cry on the phone with my best friend for hours mm-hmm. walking through like everything they said. Like, well, what do what do you think she meant by this? And what do you think he <laughs> said that for? And, yeah. and I'm sure she's like, shut the fuck up already. But I feel like you got to get new P. I don't know. I think this is very air sign of me to say. <laughs> well, I'm a water sign and I'm kind of the same way, but I do think that it can be almost like harmful to do that. I think it really depends on the person and the context and the type of people you're pursuing. Like before my yeah. girlfriend and I met, she was like a serial dater and then was like in long relationships. And then after the one she was in prior to me ended, she took like two years to herself to really like get to know herself and what she wanted and like didn't. how kim kardashian of her yeah she is i i don't know i don't think i could do it for that <laughs> long um she, like when we first met she was like i can't wait to give you a hug i'm just so touch starved like i just want to hug somebody again so like i mean i cannot like i said i've gone six months without having sex i can't imagine not hugging someone in a romantic yeah. way for that long like i get to like that's the worst part about being single for me i think is is uh the lack of like physical touch and i'm not like i don't like yeah, to be the casual with physical anyone touch. yeah i don't well i don't like to be touchy-feely with anyone other than like my partner so like i don't want my friends to touch me i don't want my family to touch me so it like gets hard once you've been single for a while and you're like yeah Damn, like i'm just alone in the world <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah I think there's a big difference between like being alone and being lonely mm-hmm. and I feel like when I would be single I would definitely like have enough people around so that I wasn't lonely mm-hmm. but I really liked have I, I and I still even in a relationship I really value time to myself and so I feel like mm-hmm. there is a big balance of like post-breakup learning what you need to know about yourself and taking your own time but then also going out and having fun if that's what you want to do but I think you make a good point like that can be harmful if you're not doing it like safely like if you're just like Mm -hmm. I'm you know if you're like fucking to forget in a way you know Mm -hmm. it's not like you know go have healthy relationships with people intimately don't you know you have to think about that person too like they might not want to be used in that way yeah I think it's good to learn how to be alone, especially if you never have been or hate to be. Like, that needs to be interrogated a lot. Um, Do you think there is a too soon to start dating? Because that was a question we got from someone is how soon is too soon? And I know that you and I kind of both jump into it. But, like, do you think it's too soon for us to be doing that? I feel like it really just depends on, like, all these contacts and, like, yep. Yeah. I think it really depends on why you broke up, who did the breaking up. And like you even said, Cheyenne, there were times where by the time it broke up, you had been mentally checked out for a mm-hmm. while. And if that's the case, I don't think any time is too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if you're not like mentally there, though, I think there can be like a personal too soon rather than a universal too mm-hmm. soon, if that makes sense. So I, I don't know that there is like one right or wrong way to like, say, okay, now's the time. But I also think if you're, and you might even try it, like you might get on a date and be like, oh, this was a bad idea. Mm -hmm. But I think you need to listen to your gut, you know, when that kind of stuff is coming up. Like, Mm -hmm. how does it feel to be swiping? How does it feel like you should be excited? And if you're, if you're more nervous, anxious, and want to get it over with going on a date, that's, I don't know if that you're, you're ready, you know? Yeah, that's true. And I was also thinking it can be, 
too soon when your ex starts dating someone new I don't really I don't think we got any questions about that um but like I guess it could be too soon if you maybe broke up with the other person or like you're on good terms with them you don't want to hurt them anymore that then maybe that can also be too soon to start dating right away just because it can be painful for that other person and like obviously you're not responsible for their feelings and it's your life you can do what you want but I it really depends on the dynamic between you and them and how all of that plays out so I guess it could be too soon if you care what your ex things about the situation yeah my uh, uh, my ex that broke up with me during the pandemic I was like okay well I'm ready to get back out there but like I literally can't and then I when I first did I didn't want to tell her because that felt like braggy like I don't know I wasn't gonna be like guess what I'm doing like I was like that's this sounds like territory that we don't need to you know know about Mm -hmm. and then at one point when we had gotten to like more of a friendship phase she kind of made a comment like oh well like when are you gonna you know da 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 and I was like well you think I haven't done that already mm-hmm. and I it really like took her back like she was like wait you did and I'm like do you forget yeah. that you broke up with me bitch like yeah, yeah of course I did and you don't get to have a fucking say about yeah. it considering you wouldn't fuck me when we were together I don't even talk about who I'm having sex with now that we're not together like absolutely not but it, yeah. I did feel bad about it afterwards because we were friends, but mm-hmm. I had to, I went back and forth of being like, it's not her right to even be mad. And then also being like, but I feel bad because I do think she doesn't feel great about it. Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't know, the complicated thing of living with and being friends with your ex because we yeah. were still living together at that moment. <laughs> yeah, that makes it a lot worse when it's like, you're in the same. She's territory. like, oh, that's where you were on Friday. And I was like, yeah, yeah. that's where I was <laughs> on was. Friday. the other so the other part of this question though about the too soon they also asked how do I find people but and I feel like that's kind of an obvious question in terms of like oh go on the apps go to like wherever you'd find regular hotties go to hot and hotties but I think in finding people I think it's very important like to disclose where you're at in the breakup Mm -hmm. thing I always feel it's very nice when people that I had met on dating apps said like I just got out of a breakup so like while this seems really cool like I just want you to know where I'm at and that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be like oh well then I'm not talking to you anymore like but but it's good to know oh this is the energy that you're you know bringing to the table probably not gonna jump into a relationship as a result but like Thank you. So I think if you're going to find people post breakup, you should be honest about where you're at. Even if it is, oh, we had a breakup, but I'm ready to move on. If it's a recent thing, I think that's like something you mm-hmm. should at some, you know, it doesn't have to be the first thing you say, but at some point on the first date, you should it be needs to be said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the queer dating coach that we did the interview with mentioned this, but I think it would be good to get into hobbies or activities that you maybe didn't have time for when you were with your ex or that they weren't interested in and pursue that. And, you know, maybe you'll meet someone organically and it won't have to be through a dating app or online. And it'll be based off of like a shared connection or experience or community or interest or whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I don't believe that uh, people are meeting organically in this day and age like no one's just meeting out there I no mean, they they are but not they are very but often. like I don't think they are I think they're lying <laughs> I think they're lying to us uh, I know people who never happened to me work I don't know a lot of people yeah. had like meet cutes but yeah. I feel like I know people who met from either mutual friends or yeah. work 
or that's, like words, that's how you like meet organically maybe um, I don't even hear that as often although I guess my old roommate met people at bars but yeah Oh, she's more like if you want to hook up yeah and you have to be like very outgoing for that but like I don't know yeah I'm not buying the meeting in person thing but like maybe you'll take a pottery class and like the love of your life will be in there you don't you don't know yeah. like just try shit out and you if know this you're... might be weird advice coming from a weird book girl <laughs> but if you're not ready to get out into the dating world Read romance novels because mm-hmm. you can get swept up in those stories and yeah. you don't have to ever leave the house or swipe on anybody. And so if you're not ready and you're like, okay, it is too soon, but like, I need, you know, a dose like, of love. I kind of have a crush up a on this character. <laughs> yeah. Why is there to see like, <laughs> yeah, you could be like, that's the kind of girl I want. That's the kind of person mm-hmm. I want. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's my advice. Read a, read a, rom- a romance novel. <laughs> We got another question, was which was, how can you meet other queer people IRL when you're single and don't have any queer friends? I feel like the best step for that would be to maybe try and make queer friends. And then who knows, maybe something will develop because we love our homoerotic uh, yearning friends to lovers friendship. True. Um, and like Gina just said, sometimes people can set you up with other people so if you yeah here's what your straight friends need to do because my straight friends will do this when I was in Vegas with my friends we were at a pool party and they were like oh Gina this girl said she's bi and I was like and that's my friends right there and that's my fucking friends and I went right over and that girl still follows me on Instagram to this day wow nothing happened but it was fun to flirt (laughs) with her and I'm like that no those are the kind of straight friends you should have where you're Mm -hmm. like oh you're queer and attractive this is my friend Gina who's queer and attractive you guys should totally talk Mm -hmm. like that's the straight friends you need because queer people are everywhere you can go to the bar like the straight bars there will be Mm -hmm. queer people there but they're not as obvious and it's not as like it's not everybody the way it is like like Mm -hmm. a queer bars so you need the straight allies to be on the lookout for you yeah yeah I see more queer women like out at the quote-unquote straight bars than at the local gay bar because it's just so like male dominated and like sometimes i'm lucky that our gay bar has lesbians yeah yeah but i I feel like it's not universal you can't just expect to go to gay bars and women are there that's kind of like depends on the gay bar and depends on where Mm -hmm. you're at yeah yeah exactly so um shout out to those straight friends that are good wing people wing women and shout out to lesbian bars True. And if you want to be really messy in a bar, I used to, I am just was a mess. I'm going to say was because I don't claim that energy anymore. But I used to just like go up to like random groups of like gay men at the bar and be like, do you know any lesbians that you can hook me up with? They never, they never said yes. They were always like, no. I was like, okay, cool. I don't know if that was just like, (laughs) they don't associate with women, like queer women or like, they were like, uh, not you, but I mean, that's an option if you are outgoing. I have so many gay men friends. It's so funny to me. I, gay men mm-hmm. love gay women. It's such a misconception where they're like, lesbians and gay men have nothing in common. Wrong. We love yeah. each other. <laughs> Well, so we were just talking about straight people a little bit. So that leads a little bit into this question. (laughs) 
Okay, so how do you embrace being a lesbian after breaking up with my boyfriend? It feels like I lost interest slash hope. Not sure if it's a common experience to struggle feeling attraction after coming out. I think this is very layered. And I'm not demi or asexual, so I can't totally speak, but I almost get that kind of a vibe from this Mm -hmm. comment. Um, I don't know. How did you read this initially? I mean, I also had that thought, like, maybe you're not sexually attracted to anyone. Maybe you know you're grieving the relationship you were in you're grieving the life you had in the life you had expected to have and maybe you're not in a place to be attracted to other people or like want to have sex or want to go on dates or hook up like I think it's fine to give yourself time and embrace whatever comes I don't think you should force yourself to like have some kind of attraction to someone because you're like okay I'm a lesbian like give yourself time to figure it out and time to meet people and or time to not meet people if that's not what you want in the end yeah and I I also wonder like I think change can be really hard in general so maybe it's just like a big shift in life is bringing on some anxieties that's not making you as emotionally available to date as it could Mm -hmm. and I also feel like finding the right label can be important but also you have to kind of sometimes figure out like what mold is right for you. And so like maybe a queer as an overarching term is better as you're figuring out attraction, especially if there is like demisexual, asexual things coming in. Mm-hmm. I think sexuality overall is really open, more open than people realize. And so I don't think I, I can't speak on whether or not this is a common experience, but I don't think it's ever as black and white as someone being like, oh, I'm a lesbian, so I'm attracted to all women. Or, you know, I'm straight, so I'm attracted to all men. Like, you could be straight and have a hard time finding people you're attracted to. You can be anything and find that. So I, I, I feel like you shouldn't lose hope. I just think you should be introspective to really understand, like, do you even want to date? Is that important to you? And what would that look like in an ideal world? And then kind of go from there. Because I, I think there's more like internally happening than it is about the attraction to those other people. Yeah. Yeah. I think this sounds like a case of don't jump into it too fast. Just give yourself a little bit of time and figure it out. Sure. Yeah. 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 All right. So our last question is, how do you date when your confidence is too damn low? I feel like your confidence is pretty high. So I feel like you're not. <laughs> the best person to answer this stuff. No, but my look- self-esteem is pretty high, I'd say. And it always, mm-hmm. I've always thought pretty fondly of myself. But I ways. don't, can we, can we do a confidence episode actually? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I feel like if you're, if you feel like your confidence is low, I really think that should be your focus over dating. And I'm not like, oh, if you're not confident, you shouldn't date. Like, that is so not what I'm saying. But I really think you have more success in dating the more confident you are. And I don't always think that dating is a great place to be if you're not feeling your best self. Because people, especially like in the mainstream culture, can be pretty critical about like what you look like. You know, people will be like, that was a stupid thing to say. And like, Mm -hmm. I feel like people think it things are banter when they're not and yeah overly familiar flirting that's like right rude yes yeah Yeah. and I I feel like there's a lot of that in dating and, and, and like you know you think it's like flirty banter but you're like 
Okay. That kind of stung. And so I feel like if you, my first advice would be to work on yourself first. If you're like, I'm doing that, but I also want to date while I'm doing that. I think you just need to be really picky about the people that you're going to date. And I don't want to say like your bar should be higher because it's not like other people's bar should be lower. But I think like if you're not feeling your best, you got to do extra to protect your energy because like Mm -hmm. you don't want to bring people in that could make you feel worse because you are in a vulnerable state. And dating's hard because like you don't totally know all the people that you're exchanging energy with that could Mm -hmm. be damaging. Like they may, you know, you, you just can't trust when you don't know them. So I, I feel like, you know, maybe do a FaceTime or two with the person before meeting in person so that you really know they're nice and they're not going to, you know, make offhanded jokes. Maybe stay away from people who use dark humor to cope because that might not mesh well with low confidence. Like, I think mm-hmm. it's like kind of you have to like see who like, I'd be extra picky, I guess, which, yeah, again, it's not to say other people should be like less picky, but it's like. Some people can, can, uh, if I go on a date and somebody makes fun of me a little bit, I'll throw it right back. And that might be mm-hmm. fun for us, but I would never want to go and like make a joke with somebody and then have them be like really hurt by it when I'm just trying mm-hmm. to like, you know, joke about the fact that I don't know, the roots are coming in or something like right. small that, you know, so yeah. are mine. You know, I can, if I uh-huh. made a joke, like, oh, we both need to get our roots done. And that was someone's insecurity. Yeah. I'd feel horrible, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's not a, like I tried. So yeah. And I think relationships and especially dating when things are kind of like more vague and there's no commitment and it's just like getting to know someone, they can be very like painful. Like it's so easy to take those things to heart or be like yeah. one little thing I do could like make this person go away. Like there's no longevity. There's no commitment. There's nothing. So it's like a lot easier, I think, to second guess and have your confidence be damaged and I think you you mentioned um being extra picky and I was thinking that too because definitely when my self-confidence was lower I was not as picky which led to me like getting in not the best situations or Mm. letting myself be treated in ways that I would not or like just settling for people that I wouldn't normally settle for because I was like well that's all I can get that's all like that, that's yeah. the only person who wants me um and obviously that's not going to be a good dating experience and it, like I said it is a lot better when you are more confident um and even like there have been people that I wasn't like as physically attracted to but they like confidence and self sense of self and personality is what like shown through and made them more attractive so if you like mm-hmm. work on that you, you know it'll help other people and then the dating process won't be as awful because dating is not like right. people don't have fun on most dates i mean maybe if i do like, but most fun, most like, non-air signs don't. yeah but like a lot of people don't enjoy dating they don't enjoy okay so maybe it's more of like people don't enjoy dating apps because i feel like that is the algorithms like make you stay on it and it's just like running on a fucking hamster wheel just like oh, doing the same thing over and over and I it can be like very disheartening and if your confidence is low and you know you keep getting rejected or you keep getting ghosted or whatever like that's gonna have an effect over time so I think it's important to like 
write maybe write down like a list of what you want and like what you what you won't settle non-negotiables are yeah like that's what my old therapist used to call them my non-negotiables yeah and then like other things that would be nice and like try to find people that you notice those things in Mm -hmm. Um, and also if that's something you want in another person try and embody it in yourself because you know then you'll your confidence will go up if you're like doing the things that you like about other people because then it's like oh I don't need that person to cook for me because I taught right. myself how to cook and like I like doing it now um so I don't yeah. know, there are like different things you can do and I think with time and with growth and healing and all the things it helps you like develop your sense of self and hopefully confidence comes with that yeah it makes me actually while you were talking it made me think of the one quote from I think it's perks of being a wallflower where it's like we accept the love we think we deserve Mm -hmm. and so even if you're feeling low confidence wise because that's going to happen there's going to be dips you still have to remember your Mm self-worth and that's the balance that you need to go into dating because like you don't want to accept love that you don't deserve like you want to keep yeah your standards high protect yourself no matter how you're feeling about yourself but I my honestly my best advice is to like start trying to be somebody like you said that you find interesting start trying to be somebody you want to date also not a great example but on love is blind the one dad (laughs) like asked the one guy like would you marry yourself Mm -hmm. and he and I, I was like, I think that's a great question. Maybe not like, I don't know, marriage is one thing, but it's like, would you date yourself? And for me, yeah. my answer is like, absolutely. I'm a great girlfriend. I'm a great partner. Mm-hmm. And I think if you start to recognize, like, I have a lot of the things that I want, I think that could even boost your own confidence. Like, yeah, recognizing the catch that you could be, you know, but mm-hmm. it is, I think very much like, don't, don't take in energy that is not deserving of your time. Yes. Beautifully said. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everybody for getting back out there with us. Hopefully all hearts are mended. And if you would like to ask us questions for future episodes, you can DM us anywhere on social media. You'll find us at Sapphic Survival Guide, except for X slash Twitter, which is just at Sapphic Survival. You can message us a question via email, sapphicsurvivalguide at gmail.com. You can leave a voicemail, 724-209-8877. And if you like us, you can watch our Patreon content for some bonus episodes. We release a bonus episode with every regular episode. So go to patreon.com slash Guide, And you can find me anywhere online at the Libra including my website, thelibragina.com. And season three of Um Hello, Jersey Shore Recaps is out there. So please go listen because you need to know where the beach is. And you can find me, Cheyenne, at Hot Nespian on pretty much any social media app. With that, class is now dismissed. (laughs) 